I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today we're going to give you our Mount Rushmore of jazz piano and our Mount Rushmore of jazz. Wait, no, there's only one Mount Rushmore in real life. Yeah, these are going to be, get your chisels ready. <laughs> we're doing these like are going to be interchangeable. That is ridiculous. Hey, this is by a listener request. We got we to gotta give the people what they want. Oh, this is by a listener? Absolutely. We'll do whatever. Okay. All right, so let's check this out. We got a voice message from Dan. And just to remind everybody, go to youllhearit.com and you can leave us a voice question. Yes. And we'll answer it if we feel like it. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Peter, this is Dan. Uh, I wondered if you could answer the question, you and Adam, what is your Mount Rushmore of jazz? So the four people you put on Mount Rushmore, and also I'd like you to do it for jazz piano. So one for jazz and one for jazz piano, and you'll hear it. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, Dan. I mean, that's a great question and kind of a hard question. I don't know. Should we go boring or should we go? We should go boring. Well, first I was just thinking. Let's. If he's talking about four. Let's do seven because we always like to do seven. That's kind of our thing. At Although, this point. how many are on the actual? I mean, I mean there's are only four on. There's the actual, four. Yeah. So we're gonna have to squeeze in seven. I've never. Have you been to Mount Rushmore? I never have. My parents have been. Okay. I don't know. So I, I know it's big. I, I recently saw North by Northwest in the movie yeah. for for the probably seventh time, and uh, it looks massive compared to the size of um, Cary Grant. So I think we can fit seven <laughs> pianists and seven jazz musicians. Yeah, you know, and some of these musicians probably should have a statue somewhere in America for what they did for American culture, let's be honest here. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think if, even if we do seven for both, we're still going to be leaving some some giants of the music out so yeah let's let's stick with like boring traditional but like in a good way i mean we gotta bore okay this got is it. the mount rushmore's got it got it okay so let's start with the pianist and i'm going to start out here with those of you that know me at all or even have a cursory um understanding of what i'm about this will be obvious herbie hancock really yeah <laughs> mount rushmore finished <laughs> yeah, that's right no i mean i you know that's just who first comes to mind when, when i think about giants of jazz piano and, um, you know, Chicago native, just, uh, I, I really think, innovator and, and just, you know, not only innovator of the music and innovator of piano stylings of the music, but just a constant innovative presence in the music for, what, going on 50, 60 years now yeah. um, and still doing his thing. So um, if, if we're going to get the chisels out and redo Mount Rushmore, Herbie better be up there. I mean, you know you should be on the Mount Rushmore when almost every single young jazz pianist has a part of them from you. You right. know what I mean? There's no getting around that. That's Everyone right. you hear, even more traditional cats, still have some Herbie thing that they like right. to do because that's it's such a specific sound. He changed that instrument for us. Um, He's yeah. kind of the Thomas Jefferson of... He is, Is actually. Thomas Jefferson on Mount Rushmore? I don't think so, man. I mean, we have no understanding. Like, we <laughs> know way were... more about the jazz Mount Rushmore than the real one. <laughs> if there were seven... <laughs> he he would have made it. He might be on there. Is he on man, there? I couldn't name one person on there. Oh, man. We, should, right. we probably should have Googled that before we started this episode. <laughs> okay, so that's number one. What do you have for number two? Uh, number two... <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> uh, number two is uh, Thelonious Monk. Um, mm. I mean, such an individual artists uh so specific to jazz and to that era and and still like his own voice had his own really distinct style of of piano playing amazing composer obviously really changed not just jazz but for a while music and art in that era and uh you know we wouldn't have 
jazz. Uh, jazz would not be the same right now if it weren't for Monk. No, it's a, I mean, it's a great choice and could equally have been on just the greatest jazz artist. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to argue with you too much on that, but, you know, put them where you will. So <laughs> well, number we three. You could do a whole separate third Mount Rushmore for people who are in both. Well, I wonder but. if the piano one would be like a mounted below and it's like considered lesser from the big jazz artist. Yeah, right. But I mean, hey, we're following the listener's question. Yeah. Um, number three, I'm going to go Art Tatum here because, um, you know, I mean, jazz piano... Uh, his great recording piano starts here. I mean, that says it all. It, yeah. You know, jazz piano, he really kind of sits at that pivot point within the music where he brought in all these the early influences and then was at the beginning of really the modern stylings and was a bridge somewhat to certain players, but then also had such a, an advanced transcendental style that he almost couldn't, I mean, he couldn't be imitated. No. So he was almost less influential than he could have been had he not been so you know, technically and musically advanced for his time, for any time. So he almost stands alone, much as our Mark Rushmore is starting to kind of stand on its own. Mount Tatum. (laughs) Mount Tatum, right. I mean, not only was he, he's certainly the most uh, um, technically proficient jazz pianist of all time. There's no doubt about that, just because no one else can do what he does. But he may be on the top, you know, three or four of pianists of any style ever, including classical pianists, which is amazing. But, uh, you know, many uh, classical musicians consider him to be equal with Vladimir Horowitz and all that stuff. You know I mean? Yeah. Really singular. Talent. I mean, tune in next week for our seven, our Mount Rushmore of just pianists. Yeah, and then right. ne- the week after, our seven greatest pianos. That's right. <laughs> that we've ever played. And then we're going to do individual keys. Okay. So uh, what are we up to now? One, two, three, four. Give number us four. four is the great Bill Evans. Um, stylistically, um, really brought a new color to the instrument. Um, brought in, you know, a lot of, of, Influence from from French composers and classical music, you know, really had some innovations on voicings and feel was a huge part of Miles Davis's, you know, most fertile period um, and and really like a distinct voice amongst jazz pianists um, still imitated greatly today. Yeah. And I mean, I would say Bill Evans, um, I don't think there was ever, you know, to this day, a more influential pianist um, to other greats that are probably going to appear on Mount Rushmore as well. It's true. I mean, you talk about, um, you know, contemporaries and all the players after him, Herbie Hancock, um, Winton Kelly, Chick Corea, Keith Jarrett, yeah. um, Brad Meldow, um, many of the modern players. I mean, you, you know, you're talking about somebody, you know, like Herbie, but a little bit before Herbie that just has an outsized impact on pianists in particular. That's true. I don't know how many times a horn player, when I, when I ask, like, hey, what should I be doing here? They're like, oh, just do some kind of Bill Evans voicing thing, you know? Right, right. All right, well, I'm going to go next on number five. Uh, I'm going to jump a little bit more modern since he's on my mind now and go with Keith Jarrett. And um, so th- because I feel like we're getting so traditional and so obvious, I don't want anyone saying those are obvious choices. And, I mean, Keith Jarrett maybe isn't the most obvious choice but he's just a master at at jazz piano i love him he's had a huge influence because he's he's uh you know probably along with just a handful small handful of other pianists has you know hit people beyond your standard jazz audience in a way that's very effective and organic and and welcoming to the music uh master of course of the solo piano of the trio just a wonderful player, a wonderful classical player. I mean, I probably spent nearly as much time listening to his classical recordings over the years as, as his jazz recordings. You know, um, I've never heard him play live classical, but I've heard him several times jazz. I mean, just the consummate performer and, and perfectionist in terms of the instrument and the music. And um, so there he is. 
Yeah, how rare is that for, I mean, you never hardly see that, a, a jazz pianist that has classical recordings right. that are actually really good. Yeah, exactly. You know I, mean? <laughs> I mean, probably almost everybody else on this list was classically trained and right. could have done that, but, you know. Not like that, though. That's, yeah. that's pretty remarkable. All right, so next on our list, number six, is Chick Corea, the amazing Chick Corea. Talk about a distinct sound. His own sound really, um, you know, again, when Chick came on the scene, like nothing anybody had ever heard. You know, you think of those lines, right? Those rhythmic lines. It almost sounds like a drummer playing on, on a keyboard. It's so precise. And the, the angular shapes in his lines and his melodic lines, his comping. You know, my first thought when I think of Chick Corea, I know a lot of people think of like electric band Chick, but I always think of Now He Sings, Now He Sobs. Mm. I think that's one of the best trio records ever. Yeah. I think it really, um, especially it was like 1968 or nine or something. What would a Mount Rushmore of the seven greatest trio recordings look like that? Would that be the actual LPs up oh, there? Man. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Well, if there was, Now He Sings, Now He Sobs would probably be on that. I wouldn't argue with it. Yeah. That's great. So I think we're up to number seven now. So number seven, I'm going to go with, Perhaps a surprising choice, but one I'm very passionate about, which is Shirley Horn. Um, Shirley Horn, of course, is known probably a little bit more as, well, no, definitely more as a vocalist, especially for her kind of resurgence later in her career. But I think she's one of the finest jazz pianists ever, you know, to touch the keyboard. Um, You know, I... And some of the most memorable recordings of her are amazing, but I think back to some live performances I heard of her where, I mean, it was just the finest piano playing I've ever heard, you know, going back to anything. And, um, you know, she was amazing, of course, at accompanying herself, but just the way that she played the piano. Um, and I mean, okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit and add a, a, a number eight. Can we go with Can we go with one more up here since we're chiseling away? Hey, I mean, we already have like four and that would, monuments. <laughs> that would be Nina Simone. Woo. And that's somebody, I mean, we're talking about just, you know, pianists, and some wouldn't even consider her strictly a jazz pianist. And it's only not because she was not a master of jazz piano, but because she was first and foremost a classical pianist, yeah. but also could play blues and a number of different styles. Um, but, you know, her and Shirley Horn, and I know Shirley Horn was influenced certainly by Nina Simone in, in, in many ways. But, um, yeah, so sorry, I added on two there, but no. they're giants. No, that's really, really great. And I think, you know, yeah, I mean, if you listen to Nina Simone, that uh, I wish I knew what it was like to be free. I think that's the title of that yeah. song, you know, the uh, gospel influence right. song. Right. I mean, the piano playing on that is so strong and the yeah. voice leading is so good. I mean, I know it's like a church style, but it, it's fits in our genre for sure. Yeah. And those of you that haven't gotten a chance to check out, uh, there's a great um, documentary about Nina Simone that's on Netflix. I believe it was actually produced or presented at least by Netflix. If you just search on that, I think it's available in most countries as well. Yeah. There's just some extraordinary, I mean, it's very interesting from the perspective of her life story, which was very dramatic, but there's some amazing uh, footage of her just playing the piano. And yeah. You'll, you'll hear it for sure. Oh, we have. <laughs> well, you know what? I think we should. Done. I think we should come back for a part two for this. I think this we should. Is, yeah, this is too important. We're talking about a national monument, monument here, man. And plus, now that we've chiseled, we got to leave it for at least a day. Let right? it set. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, so we're going to be back tomorrow for part two, which is uh, non pianists so jazz musicians in general. And our, are we doing seven for this too? We're going to go seven. Seven. Let's our seven headed Mount Rushmore. <laughs> okay. So until then, you'll hear it. Mm. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. You can go to you'llhearit.com to get more information, submit a question, or just say hello. Wait, you can do that? Absolutely. All right. And if you like what you heard, please leave a review and a rating below. Thanks. Thanks.